0: Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by hipstersofthecoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at patreon.com slash Leaving a Legacy. Magic is power. Right, go. Oh, hello, everyone. All right,
1: you good? Yeah, right. that was <laughs> waiting for <to be>, you. <laughs> <laughs> <Like,
0: laughs> it's all good. It's all good hello everyone welcome to another episode of leaving a legacy my name is patrick i'm your legacy newbie and with me this week as always mr jerry me what's up jerry
1: not much pat i'm doing great how you doing
0: uh i'm doing pretty well i'm doing pretty well there seems to be a a delay in like the video i'm seeing versus what you're saying but that's all right we'll get through it Uh, i'm doing all right how are you man
1: I'm great. I'm great. Had a nice little Monday here and just hanging out and I'm ready to talk some legacy because we got a sick guest on tonight.
0: We do. We have actually uh, one of my favorite. I was in the previous show We were talking about this. One of my favorite uh, magic podcasts I've ever ever had the pleasure of listening to, uh, Legacy's Allure, which did like a bunch of like deep dive deck techs on various various legacy decks in its time. Um, We have Zach Cook. What's going on, man? How you doing?
2: Hey there, Pat. Hey Jerry. Uh it's going great. Uh thanks for the for the shout-out to the to the basically dead podcast. But for anybody who's still interested, they're on YouTube and you can find them on SoundCloud and whatever. If you still want to go back and it's mostly still relevant.
1: So yeah. It's uh I mean Absolutely. it was great because Absolutely. uh Zach, you've always been a real big proponent of you know getting people introduced to the format and kind of helping people get up to speed as well and you know learning about decks. So you had not just like the legacy allure podcast, but I remember you also had a uh I think it was like a YouTube series where you like sat down with various, you know, famous pilots of archetype decks and you know kind of went through the the nuts and bolts of them and uh, you've you've just been a really great legacy content producer for you know years, and we actually looked back. Uh, the last time we had you on the cast was just about two hundred episodes ago. So it's been you know four four years since we had you on the cast. <laughs> That's so definitely long yes. overdue having you back on.
2: <laughs> yeah, it is. It is really strange to think that it has been longer since I was on than before I was on the first time. Right, like. I, you know, I, oh, I, th- wow. I honestly yeah. think of your podcast <laughs> as being like, since the inception of the format, which isn't, which isn't true, but like, that's how long you guys have been running. I think of it that way. And I was actually like, this yeah. is, this is later than the first one was in terms of like how long it's been. Like, <laughs> that's, that's totally wild.
0: And, uh,
2: it's true. I, I, I did always, um, enjoy getting people into the format that was, um, you know, legacies, uh. Not only a um complexity level restrictive right you have to you have to have played magic for a while to have to have a uh, the confidence to think you could play legacy right like uh even if it's not true right i think i think with with just the fundamentals of the game, you can play legacy but um it's mm-hmm. intimidating also it's expensive right like there there's a, a cost barrier in addition to a uh a skill barrier but i I didn't let it deter. <clears throat> me from from trying to talk people into it anyway so
1: awesome awesome well we actually got a request to have you back on because of a uh, kind of a, a newish project or not so much newish but maybe newish to our listeners is uh you have a uh a legacy league uh down in alabama <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah make me regret
2: naming it that way Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> Uh it's funny actually, the, the Alabama Legacy League precedes the the podcast uh and, and the YouTube channel I did. It, that was oh. like a follow-on project. It's actually been around for a long time. I uh I, I took a hiatus, obviously, like so many things did during the uh <clears throat> the, the pandemic. Um, but we just recently uh started the series up again. Um and yeah, it has grown. Uh, a lot since since its inception, which which had to be in the like 2016 timeframe is when I, I think that was our first like official tournament. And uh, there's been a bunch of different iterations, tons of players in and out uh, from all over, not just Alabama, but um, uh, Tennessee is, and Al- and uh, uh, Georgia as well. They, they travel surprisingly far for, you know, what is essentially a, a small town or, a, you know, a shop, a, a card shop, just tournament. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and And, you know, I'm not a I'm not a store owner or anything like that. It wasn't like I was, um, you know, doing this to promote uh, to promote my business like like a lot of card shops do, like like Nerd Rage or Star City or any of them. Um, I was mostly just doing it because I wanted to play Legacy and there wasn't very much locally. Right. Like Alabama is not a super populous area of the country. um, And Atlanta had a good scene. They probably still do. I haven't been there in a long time to their to their uh, shops, but they had a good, a good legacy scene and I was jealous. So I started, you know, I started my own uh, legacy tournaments uh, and, and um, it, it, yeah, it took off. It grew I mean, it was, you know, it was a lot of work and, and, but, but like many of my passion projects, I didn't, didn't really mind doing it. And now it's, yeah, we're back. We, j- we actually just had one two weeks ago, I think was the last, uh, ALL and, uh, and we had 39 players show up, for wow which yeah that's that's the same. i didn't know there were
1: 39 legacy players in alabama You know, <laughs> well, in,
2: in fairness in you know dis, disclosure uh 18 of them came from 10, uh, from nashville so they, they're willing okay. to drive two hours okay. to play legacy with me but i don't know if that says that they're desperate or i put on a good tournament <laughs> it's one of the two
1: <laughs> that's awesome i mean so we had uh a day on for the arizona legacy league uh now we have you on for the alabama it feels like in the uh the southwest and south there's uh definitely a resurgence of legacy play and especially in, you know, areas that there have been legacy players, but you wouldn't think of as like hotbeds of legacy contents. Like, I don't think uh, many people associate like the Alabama legacy scene as uh, <laughs> something like, you know, the mid, the Pacific Northwest or, you know, the, the tri-state area, like the, the more historical legacy hotbeds.
2: And that's definitely true, right? Like we don't, we don't have the kind of player base that that you guys do, or or like I said, the tri-state area that, um, uh, but, but one big perk, and I think this has to do with where in Alabama I am is I live in Huntsville, Alabama, which is uh, rocket city, right? Like there's a NASA base and a, and a big army, uh, uh, army facility here. So there's, there's a lot of folks with money and they're real smart people, right? So they need a hobby that costs a lot and, and taxes your brain. So as all magic players know, or at least like to think about themselves, they are very intelligent people and they like to spend a lot of cash on cardboard. So legacy actually fit pretty well here. Um, Once I convinced enough people, you know, to, to, to make the make the leap.
1: Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's really what it comes down to is like, no one wants to drop $4,000 on a legacy deck and have no one to play with. Mm-hmm. But if there's already a community there, and you know, they can jump right into tournaments, it makes that pill a lot easier to swallow.
2: And yeah, you're, you're, that's, that's completely true. Like, I think people are much more willing to participate in something even something very expensive or time consuming or whatever if they know they won't be the only person doing it right if you have friends and a community um, uh, pretty much any like you know kind of uh, obscure hobby can be can be you know a, a melting pot for people um, it also I want to give credit where it's due it also really helps that um, one of my good friends Drake Sasser who is a legacy open winner, is also lives or at the time lived in Huntsville and was helping promote it. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, having him on my side as like a, Hey everybody, we should, we should do this. Like, why don't we play more legacy? This is a great format, et cetera. Um, definitely gave me some exposure that maybe I didn't deserve on my, just on my own merits. But. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. Awesome. Now, are you mostly playing at a shop or do you like, do you rent out a Knights of Columbus or like what, what, what kind of style are you, are you guys going for?
2: So, well, we'll do the the, the quick historical dive. It actually started off as what I called the legacy tour Huntsville, because there were three, I think there were three, maybe four card shops in the city at the time. And I, uh, you know, being a fledgling tournament organizer didn't didn't want to snub any of them individually. I said, you know what? Well, I will host one of these events every month or every other month or how, you know, I didn't know at the time what I would do, but I will, I will move it from one shop to the other so that nobody gets, you know, I'm not playing favorites with a, with a, with a card shop or a a location. Um, And and that went on for a little while. um, But then uh, there's one shop in particular and I'll shout them out. It's uh, JC's House of Cards. If you're, They're on uh, whatever you call that the uh, the the online stores and all that Mm -hmm. jazz. But but he has a great uh, singles collection um, for instore and 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 actually his the fact that he had such a great uh, singles collection, especially of of legacy and vintage cards, in addition to everything else, um, kind of drew me more towards his shop. Um, And and after a while, uh, he he asked the the owner, his name is JC. He he asked me, uh, would you be interested in just running this here? You know continually like you know i'll reserve a spot for you 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 organize the tournaments you can use the space whatever and and no cost or anything like that and um and it yeah it has been run at his shop for at least the last four years right like after about you know a year and a half two years of of cycling around to the different stores it's it's been at that same place uh the entire time or since Mm -hmm. then and um And they have been just super generous with their space, their time, the, you know, the employees who work there help run the tournaments and stuff. And really all I have to do is uh, advertise and market, you know, drum up, drum up business. And, and then they take care of, uh, you know, actually running, you know, the, the, the event or or putting Mm -hmm. it into WER and that, or whatever it's called nowadays, all that stuff. Yeah. It's really great having that kind of um, connection to a, to a shop and to have a shop that's just that that's that willing i yeah you know i hear a lot of horror stories about about like oh my local lgs is uh is is just run by a shark who's always trying to you know take advantage of everybody and and they never have any singles it's all booster pack sales Mm -hmm. and this and that and i think you know maybe that is the way it is with a lot but but i lucked out and we don't have that we have what is easily the the best card shop i've ever been to really um as far as, That's like, awesome. you know, the availability of cards, the prices, the willingness to work with you and, and, and run events and just just everything, you know, yeah. even even down to like the minutia, like, he, you know, if I, if I want to trade in cards, he's not trying to, to just cr- be criminal about the prices and everything. You know, if, if I'm trading in legacy cards, I'm getting top dollar for legacy cards. I'm not, you know, not taking that 50% hit or whatever you do on, on at a lot of places. So it was, mm-hmm. it's always been great. And I, I'm really appreciative to have their support.
1: So what? Uh, so for the tournament itself, what's kind of like the prize support look like? Is it? Do you guys do cash? Do cards? Store credit? So, again, when I when I first started, I thought my in my mind
2: the only way to get people to play more Legacy was to give them Legacy cards as prizes, right? So I I took in a, a all the prize pot and 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 basically I took that money and bought whatever singles the store was selling that were Legacy playables right and I would Mm -hmm. distribute those as prizes and I did that for the first year and um, after the player base was built up enough and and we had a pretty regular shop to go to I asked the store owner Jeff uh, JC I said hey what if I just gave everyone store credit right like we'll put all the money into your coffers and then we'll distribute the 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 proceeds as prize support in store credit and then Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of like you're getting these preemptive sales all the time and that went over huge. People love that, right? So, um, I, the exact numbers is is uh, I, I take in, It's twenty dollars a head, which is somewhat uh, uh, cheap, I guess, or cost efficient uh, for a legacy tournament. Um, I take fifty dollars out of the pot to put into an invitational prize pool that we do every six months or seven mm-hmm. months or so. Um, and then, and then everything else gets redistributed to the to the attendees as as prize support. So I can't ever tell people, you know, this is a one k or anything like that. Like you, I can't state the prizes ahead of time, but I can say if you know if 30, 32 people show up and you win, you're taking forty percent of the proceeds home with you, or, or as store credit, right? Sure. So like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, can just, I, I, and and that I'll be honest. In the beginning, there were there were folks who came, I think, for the money. And nowadays, I'm pretty sure most folk, people just want to play Legacy. They don't really care, you know. If they take home $200 or $20, or just get their money back, they don't they don't seem to mind. What yep. you know, it, that's
0: not important. Is this a monthly thing you guys run, or is it biweekly? How does it How does it do?
2: Yeah, every, I I schedule them once a month. Um, okay. and every six month or every six tournament, um, we'll have we'll have six people who, who won. Right. Mm -hmm. Like one all. So if you win, if you win one, you're automatically invited to the, like the freebie end of season winner takes all, you know, 16 man event, kind of like how SCG used to do their Mm players championship.
0: Yep. Well, that was
2: basically what what I decided. And then, and then I, you know, based on where you finish in individual events, you get points. And and I had a whole, I have a whole system set up, But, but it gives them, you know, if you're one of, if you're one of the six winners or one of the top 10 point total folks you get invited to this thing and it's, it's, there's a $300 cash pool and, and whoever wins just takes it all. Right. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, no entry fee, just show up and play. And it's kind of like saying, thanks for coming and supporting, you know, the more you come to the more points you probably have. So you're more likely to make it. And it, like I said, it's just a way to say thanks to everybody who shows up a lot. and It becomes kind of a high higher profile event where, mm-hmm. you know, there's a very limited player pool, you know, who they all are going into it. It's, it's uh, strategic, it's really fun. We've done five or six of those now.
0: No? Oh, wow. Nice. Now, do you guys do anything uh, as far as like streaming the events or anything like that?
2: So, for a while, I had um, well because of doing the, because of doing the podcast, I had cameras and, and microphones and all this stuff, and I would drag all that out to the store and set it up, and we would stream on on uh, on Twitch and. Um, after about two years of five to six viewers per stream, I decided maybe that's not worth all of that effort. And I Mm -hmm. stopped streaming it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, for a while there we were, we were streaming them and recording them. (laughs) We try and get people involved. I try and like randomly pull commentators from the, uh, the dead pool, the folks who had O2 dropped or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like I said, it just that, that that part didn't work out so great. I don't know if there's <laughs> less interest or maybe I wasn't advertising it well or whatever. But but I, I gave up on that. We, we did have it, but but it just didn't seem worth the worth the effort.
0: It's all so Jerry and I. We obviously stream the LAL opens, and it is a ton of work. It is a ton of work. Yeah, it, it, it's like uh jerry and i were just talking the other day you know this is probably a few weeks back or whatever we're like oh you know we'd love to play in one of the lal opens but what we we barely get time to i mean i feel like i barely have time to enjoy because of just all the setup and you know getting everything ready and then actually just commentating and then breaking everything down and it's an early morning and a late night and yeah it's 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 a lot of work so i definitely feel you on that for sure for sure
2: yeah i i and I don't even have the good the equipment, you know. I was doing it with, with Walmart webcams and all mm-hmm. that, and the audio was was coming off a laptop. Like I, I know it wasn't the kind of quality people want out of their, their magic streams. Um and, and maybe that's why we only have four to six viewers at a time, but but uh yeah, I I, I am not um I I I I do not um envy anyone who has to who has to run the the coverage of an event i know hmm. i know just in that little setting how awful or how much work it is i should say awful, how much work yeah. <laughs> it is to do um especially when you don't get to play right if you're right. a player and you just watch magic that is that is brutal yeah. <laughs> it is
1: it is definitely a labor of love
0: yeah for sure for sure now question how how far ahead in advance do you have these dates picked out
2: well I'll be honest. A lot of that has to do with how well I can schedule my life in advance. Because <laughs> in addition to you know, to setting all these things up, we 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 don't have um, I, I, you know, because I'm trying to maximize the amount of money the store gets to keep as as or, or well and, and the prize distribution and all that. Like I'm trying to keep costs to an absolute minimum. I I can't get uh, an L two or an L one to to come. Uh, do these events. So, mm-hmm. well, I mean, I can, because I, because I have no one, but like, but I am, I am the head judge at these events, right. Mm-hmm. To, in order to keep the cost down and everything. So I have to be there. Right. So like sometimes I'm scheduling them only a month or two months before the next one, because I don't even know what my schedule looks like that gotcha. in advance sometimes. Gotcha. And, and it's, it's, it is, it is a bit hectic at times, but, but you know, like you said, labors of love. You, yeah. you make
0: it work, and you yep. put in the hours, even yep. if you have to. <laughs> Do you have dates picked out for the next couple? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, because I, I just know that I have some flight credits <laughs> from pre-pandemic that I'd like to use up, and <laughs> I wouldn't mind traveling to a Legacy tournament. That sounds pretty sweet.
2: Yeah, if either uh, either Nashville or Huntsville. You fly in, I'll, I'll pick you up. Um, <laughs> uh, the The next one is March. 12th and mm-hmm. i think the one after that is going to be we haven't set a firm date but but um the uh the the other judge the co-judge that helps yep. me out um john he he said that he thinks he will be available or his only available date may be the first weekend in april so it's gotcha. probably going to be around then yep um and and yep. side note if, if you come to one after that i may not be there uh, My 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 co-host is going to help me out i I'm actually, my, my wife is, is pregnant. She's due in April. So oh, I'm going to be hosting them uh, virtually. Uh, thank you. Yeah. That's sort of a, that's awesome. sort of an exciting moment that may that hopefully doesn't ruin my legacy career. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, uh having kids is what got me back into magic after having a long hiatus. So, you know, it, oh, good. It's, yeah. That's good to hear. <laughs> yep. Yep. I definitely took a bit of a break, you know, but, uh but kids got me back into it. And now, the cool thing is that my ten-year-old plays magic with me. He plays Legacy too, so uh, yeah. It, so you got you got some time to build that up, but it's it's something to look forward to for sure. Well, uh, yeah,
2: maybe maybe ten years from now, I'll be I'll be dragging Junior along to, <laughs> to the
0: AOLS
1: or the LALS. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Awesome! Awesome. that's great. So what's, uh, what's the meta look like down in Alabama? Is it significantly different from, you know, the general meta or do you feel you guys kind of follow the same lines? What's your take on it? So that is a tough question because,
2: um, you know, I, I said our last event had 39 people, which, which for me, I I mean, I don't know what, what, what you guys events, you know, how how big they get. I I realize you've got some, some notoriety. They probably get folks showing up and the Northeast is big, right? You got, got lots of legacy players, but like for us, that was a big deal. Like you know, breaking six rounds and then a top eight, that was, that was the real McCoy. Um, but, but, but admittedly, it did involve a couple folks, you know, lending decks out, dragging their friends along to this, to this event that they didn't, you know, didn't necessarily know they wanted to try a legacy or not. Oh, it's finally back after the pandemic, all that stuff. Um, uh, so, but, but what that, what that ultimately gets down to, or what that means is that um, the, the metagame shifts pretty heavily based on who shows up. And, and, and what I mean by that even is, is I 39 people were at the event, the event before it had 38. And Mm -hmm. I bet there was only 15 people that actually overlapped
0: between events. Oh, that's pretty cool, actually. So.
2: So if everybody that has ever wanted to play or has come to two or more would show up at once, we'd probably have 90 people, but like nobody has every single, you know, like event available. Right. So, mm-hmm. so there's, there's a huge number of people. They just can't all show up at once, which I, that's probably just how tournaments are. And I don't realize it, but, um, but it, it really depends on who shows now, you know, the, the, the traditional breakdown uh, there's, there's a lot of, um there's a lot of Delver decks, you know, th- those tempo style, decks just because they're they're good they're popular um there's always a lot of burn players for you know the new players who are getting into or dnt dnt is relatively you know relatively cheap um to get into or or folks have it to like loan out most of the stuff um and then we get you know we got some some of the dedicated the hardcore guys the ones that they show up with their lands deck every time because they've mm-hmm. owned a tabernacle and now they can't afford to get early. <laughs> <laughs> They they don't want to sell out because of uh nostalgia, but they couldn't they couldn't buy into anything else. They've got too much invested <laughs> yeah. in this deck and all that kind of jazz, you know, the the typical, you know, combo, whatever. Everything everything is represented and it's probably I haven't paid as much attention, admittedly, it's probably indicative of the metagame at large, um, maybe with a a slightly slightly overrepresented um budget style like DNT burn uh Murfolk, whatever but mm-hmm. but 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 pretty pretty uh, uh uh representative I would say of of the, the metagame.
1: Nice. Awesome. Okay. So pretty pretty standard. Um how do how have you felt? Have you guys had a tournament since uh, Ragavan was banned? We had one. The the last one we had uh the last, so that was after Ragavan, okay. Yeah,
2: that was that was after the Ragavan ban and um and you know, I I'll be honest, I, I kind of thought the card was on its way out. So I started I started brewing and, and trying to think <coughs> what I would do um once it was banned because cause I'm a I'm a dirty Delver player nowadays all the time. <laughs> um <laughs> mostly because I don't wanna I don't wanna have to like swap out cards and change them. You know, you can always count on Ponder Brainstorm Force to, to do to do the work you needed to in legacy. Um but um but there was there was a quick response, right? There was, you know, more DNT players because without Ragavan, DNT should should get better. Like they you know the the Delver decks are weaker than they were. Um the combo the combo decks um also uh, surged back a little bit. There was there was more um like reanimator type stuff. For a lot of players, I think banning or the Ragavan banning made made the format a little more more accessible right like the deck that they liked was was suddenly maybe not great but it was more playable than it was whenever you know <laughs> whenever the, the oppressive monkey was 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 ruining the format or you know
1: so um so that's gossip i mean it sounds like you have a great little community there and you know things are you know just growing and you know if you're not growing you're dying so <laughs> it's good to see the uh you know it's moving in the right direction and people are interested and in getting back out to the shops
2: yeah, I was I was really surprised and and, and grateful that, that you know, because because we had almost it had to be at least 16, 18 months. Maybe, maybe it was longer. I don't even remember anymore that, that, you know, I had I had canceled all the events um, because I just didn't want to be, you know, promoting people getting together when when they're you know, when there's a lot of. Uh, uh, questions about like is that safe is it something you should do should should people be playing paper magic when digital is like arguably a lot more convenient and safe at the the time and stuff and you know like i said i just didn't want to get involved in in trying to to run these events through all of that um but when i when i came back i I had concerns i thought man it's been so long is is it dead now is it isn't even going to happen and that very first yeah. event back 38 people showed up and I was like wow this is the second largest event we've ever had so mm-hmm. apparently it didn't die it just yeah. it just was was chomping at the bit waiting waiting mm-hmm. for a, an opportunity to go again so 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 I
0: know I know Zach Bob you know back at back in the day you were known for being like a legacy infect player are you still on legacy mm-hmm. infect?
2: well I still have it built I keep it I keep it uh Sort of in my back pocket. Actually, the last time I played it was um, one of those one of those invitationals for the for the All. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I knew who was qualified, and and the way we do it is you have to submit your deck list in advance, right? Like Mm -hmm. you submit it to a a, what do you call it? An impartial party, someone who's not in the event, and they keep track of it. And because I had qualified, I looked at all the people who were coming, and and my mind immediately goes, well, this guy normally plays this. They normally play this. Can I can I meta game against this mm. this tiny tiny field? And I I knew for sure. And and admittedly, this was a while ago. I knew there was going to be a lot of like miracles and and just like slow tie type control decks. And I don't even think Earl was legal yet. But you know, it was this era where like, oh Kirk's the good old days, all like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, was was going to be there combined with some guys who were just like hardcore dredge or hardcore tin fins type players that I, I knew they would they would always be on something degenerate like that so i thought you know what this is a meta game where i should get it back out and i did and i lost in the finals on a multi five against uh against uh black red reanimator i could have okay. i could have been the, the all champion but i you know <laughs> but uh, fate fate was against me my fortune ran out uh, when I had to, when I had to Mulligan too bad, and I lost, <laughs> but it was very close. And I think I, but obviously I made you made, right you made a good
0: decision there. You know, you know, yeah.
2: Oh, I, I, I cleaned house. Other than that, mulligan <laughs> that day, <laughs> It was so, undefeated that day until the finals.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, uh, so let me ask you: Where do you see? We don't see a lot of infect. You know, not nearly as much infect as we've seen in the past. Where do you see that deck's kind of um, uh, spot in the meta? Do you think that it has, you know, a, a, like, is there a card that you can imagine, you know, in the future that might like put the deck back up in like the, in the, you know, top tier status.
2: So I've been asked about this a lot. I mentioned uh, uh, Drake Sasser earlier and he thought mm-hmm. uh, when, when a number of certain cards were printed, he was like, why is Infect not more popular? It seems like this is a good time. And I was like, uh, you know, I kept telling him, I was like, Drake, it's not, the problem isn't the pump spells, you know, like, because c- that's what you always see is there's always new pump spells. There's something mm-hmm. that gives hex proof and you know, there's blossoming defense or there's, there's, you know, whatever indestructible, whatever type thing. And I was like, the problem has never been the pump spells. The problem is is that you don't have enough threats, right? You're not, mm. a, you know, you are a, you are a Delver style deck that relies on ink moth nexus. So like you're, you're, you're somewhat limited by your land drops and, what what it would take, I think, personally, to bring Infect back as like a, a powerhouse deck would be another one drop threat that that could could give you the the eight one drops that you can like power through uh turn two combo kills more often. Um mm-hmm. you would probably shift to be a little more combo oriented too. Um and and I don't know what that creature looks like, right? Because you already sure. have Glistener Elf, which is arguably as as plain and simple as it gets. I mean, now you could always ragaban it and print a better version of Glistener Elf, but I don't see that happening for for multitude of reasons. Yeah. Um, but something, you know, I, I've said I've said to guys a number of times that like I think if they would would just just like make a modern horizon set or something like that, that that, that adds new cards where you, you know, where they could, they could print like just a few, very few number of them. You don't have to have it as a fully supported mechanic, some sort of like, you know, a one blue zero one infect prowess, a card like that would make infect top, top tier again. Like you would, you would have the full, the full suite of eight, eight creatures that, that kill on turn two you would mm-hmm. have your hierarchs to, to turn them out you, you would look like a delver deck right <laughs> you, right, you would right. Look like old like kind of like almost they did and and that would that would make it go again but but no number of no amount of of pump spells is going to bring it back and any cantrip you or counterspell or whatever you print is going to go in every other deck that is right. arguably better for them than it is for infect you need something that's like custom tailored and and i don't I, I don't see it happening but i'd love to <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about a uh what about an infect lord like all infect creatures get plus one plus one
2: maybe uh it, it could be you know that's that's something i've never even considered because like it just seems well it seems the, strange. the <laughs> are you, well, are you, being, are you uh, to my, kind of my big...
0: question jerry because like because hasn't this last standard set <laughs> haven't they don't they have a few of the praetors in the set so do, do you think that kind of like signals that we might be going back to some phyrexian oh, set one of
2: them's in your
1: yeah so i we're definitely getting heavy uh influences from phyrexia that phyrexia is being hinted as uh an upcoming set but um the reason why i bring specifically the lord is the last kind of big news we heard around infect was everyone was wailing that the sky was falling when they made like infect a creature type phyrexian is now a creature type all infect creatures are now phyrexian and people were saying that the sky is falling because it now means plague effects are very very good against uh, infect decks because you just name you name phyrexian and wipe out the entire deck so now that phyrexian is a creature type it makes me think that uh we might you know eventually get a phyrexian lord like all phyrexian creatures get plus one plus one yeah
2: and that would be that would be top notch because because you're right it, like well uh, t- first of all to all the uh, people out there who think that uh making all infect creatures phyrexians and that how that how that interacts with plague engineer was the death of infect i i have to inform you you are sadly mistaken the deck the deck <laughs> dropped to tier two or lower long long before <clears throat> uh th- this uh the creature type update mm-hmm. um but, but and, and i and i love the deck you know i, I can be as biased as i want but I, i'll admit the deck is not great anymore um and i'd love to see it come back
0: i would too for what it's worth it, it's a it's a infect is always a deck i really enjoyed playing against honestly it was it's always a fun deck to play against you
2: know, it's funny. I was in. I'm in a, a Facebook chat with some of my friends, and, and I hate to keep bringing up Drake Sasser because this because I'm the the guest here, not him. But but you know, he's my he's my friend, so whatever. <laughs> uh, we'll talk. Uh, he he actually posted a uh, a question in one of our Facebook chats saying like, "What is your favorite um, deck matchup?" Right? Like, you know, what is the historically pick any any format, any any two decks. You know what? If you had to play two decks versus each other, what would it be? And his answer, because he used to be a a miracles pilot, was, "I want to play miracles against infect, because nothing makes you like contemplate every line and sweat bullets (laughs) like that matchup did." Mm -hmm. And and he's right. I loved playing it from the infect player side, and he loved it from the miracles. Oh well, we 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 you know we boxed matches back and forth over and over and over. He's he's probably the player I feared the most the miracles pilot that I feared the most of any you know I'd I'd take Joe Lissette or or, uh, Anzi or anybody uh, Mm -hmm. over over Drake because because Drake had too much experience I couldn't like I think I was negative against him and I know the matchup was favorable he he just knew it too well
0: yep (laughs) Yeah. There's always those guys who like are able to tip the math in their favor. And it's like, it's, it's so fun to play against them. And then sometimes it's just like very frustrating, <laughs> but it's a great growth opportunity oh, yeah. for sure.
2: <laughs> and and nothing like nothing feels as pure as like truly testing your, your metal or your merit against a master. Right. And mm-hmm. I guess, you know, to wax nostalgic a little bit here, the legacy is the format that, that rewards deck knowledge and being a master i think more than any other Mm -hmm. you could argue that vintage should do that because it's even older air quotes but but nobody plays that because if you think legacy is expensive you should try and buy lotuses or something but right um, right (laughs) but but legacy is a format where like you can you may not always be the best deck and you probably won't win every every event you go to but if you know your deck even if you're playing a tier two deck like like infect now I I I think you could be legitimately scary. You, like you were an imposing uh force when you show up with like the deck you, you're known for and you're good at and and, and you're just like playing at your best. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, you no, don't get as much. Yeah. You know, modern's getting like that, like where folks can really be good at it and I think that format has has made a lot of great uh shifts to be more legacy like, which you know is what I always wanted anyway. Um, but but no no format has ever rewarded uh uh the knowledge base and the experience as much as legacy has, I don't think. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's that's honestly that 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 kind of facet of it is what really drew me. It was one of the big reasons why I got drawn into Legacy, you know, when I came back to I came back to Magic in like twenty uh twenty fourteen, I believe, is when I started playing Magic again. And um yeah, that was one of the things that drew me back into it was the depth, the skill this, you know, the the high, the extremely high ceiling, you know, for like for, you know, your knowledge of the format and you know, the knowledge of your deck, you know, that's just a, there's a super high ceiling there <clears throat> and extremely low floor. And that is, uh, was very appealing to me for sure as a player.
2: Yeah. And, it, 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 you know, it's hard to describe in words just what all that means. Cause, cause, you know, you just summarized it very well, but there's, there's a million more things to say. And I, you know, I won't eat up all this, <laughs> all of this episode <laughs> talking about it, but, but like, it's not only just like, do you know the decks? It's like, do you know corner case interactions? Because mm-hmm. one of the things that's really bizarre with legacy is like, it's it's arguably or, or nearly the largest card pool of all formats, right? Like vintage is probably a little bit, well, it is a little bigger, but, but legacy is basically every card ever printed, but that doesn't mean that they're all playable, right? Like not, not mm-hmm. everything's viable, right? Like it, it, there's actually a very, very tiny subset, probably you know, it's not as small as standard, but it is a very small subset of of cards that are playable um, or, or, or efficient enough for the format, and that leads to some like very um, unique situations where like you have to know how everything works and what like what is viable, what's possible, and and <clears throat> and you know cross reference. You look at the Venn diagram of what's possible, what's viable, what am I playing, and and you you find that subset, and and that kind of knowledge. Is is just super rewarded, and you only get that with like a lot of experience, a lot of research, dedication, um, a lot of repetitions with your deck, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. And that I agree with you that that is super appealing um, uh, to, to have a format like that where you get rewarded for being um, instead of being a grinder, you're like uh, you're an erudite, right? You, you you have this like this knowledge beyond beyond the books and the articles and everything. You have experience, mm-hmm. and and you're just uh, you've, you've ascended to a, to another level.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, well Zach, if someone, if someone wanted to find out or keep up with the Alabama legacy league, do you guys have like, um, like a Facebook page or something like that where people can find out future dates? How does that work?
2: Yeah. And that, that probably is my, my weakest point is, is my, uh, my atrocious, uh, use slash abhorrence of social media is I, I don't, I don't advertise well enough. I, I don't think anyway, but yes, I do have a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, to find out about the Alabama legacy league, you have to go to my parent Facebook page, which was what I used as sort of like a brand name for all the different stuff I was doing. And that is MTG training grounds. If you search for okay. that on okay. Facebook, you'll find the the page for that. And that's where I post the ALLs. That's where I used to post the podcast. You can find a lot of information about those if you're interested. Mm-hmm. Um, and any of the other junk that I occasionally talk magic about, um, is all there, but, um, that I always post the results, um, the, I think the top eight deck lists usually make it there. I have a friend who always uploads those to uh, uh, MTG Top Eight for me and stuff, so you can see uh, what's winning the ALLs if that's your if that's your fancy.
0: Okay, cool. I'm gonna make sure to add that into the show notes so people know where to find them. And for what it's worth, you know, if you want to um, ever post to the the LAL Facebook page, you're more than welcome to. You know, if you have a date coming up or whatever or results you want to post. Please don't ever hesitate. Um, you know, we get a lot of eyeballs on that. And I think it's, you know, people look to that page as like a, a nice place for where a lot of that kind of content sort of aggregates for the for the users. So um, if that's something you're interested in, please the like- legacy take, hub. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, and that's kind of like, it's funny because when I first, when I got first got on the podcast, the LLL Facebook group was like, just kind of people who just like discussed just the podcast. And there was like maybe like, mm-hmm. what, 200 people there, Jerry? This is like, I was, I started like, episode 30 something yep. when you know with, with this podcast and um you know my my goal was to kind of grow that page and to like let more content creators come in there and obviously it's all legacy specific but you know you have people who are doing streams and people who are doing deck techs and you know it, it, it i think it just benefited you know the the page but also like the legacy community as a whole just to have a place where like all this stuff can kind of aggregate and you can sort of, yeah, it's like a nice little hub to like, see what's going on. So, but anyway, th- th- that's just to say, if you ever want to put something on there, please don't ever, ha- don't ever hesitate because I think, um, you know, that's exactly the kind of the exactly the kind of stuff that in my mind, I was like, Oh, this is what I would really like to see on the Facebook page is like people posting like their tournaments where they're keeping their legacy scenes alive. And like, you know, if someone's, someone's, you know, might, might want to fly to Alabama for the weekend and, and play some sweet legacy. You know, I'm, I wouldn't be averse to that myself. So, um, but yeah definitely throw it up there if you, if you if you feel the need to
2: yeah and and full disclaimer i I, I did used to shamelessly post my podcast on leaving a legacy's facebook yep. page just to just to snipe any listeners who might who might be interested in more content although mm-hmm. oh, oh, yeah. knowing that pat listened to it that makes me feel less less like a a scuzz bag or whatever <laughs> I, just, no no
0: listen no 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 I listen to it like when I say i listen to it religiously i I really did it and, and i 100% like really um, anticipated the release of those episodes I thought they were fantastic I really do so um, you know I think that I, I totally get that it's a ton of work and it's definitely a labor of love but like you're talking to a person who like really really enjoyed those I listened to a few of them more than once like I think you had someone on talking about Legacy Eldrazi I believe I think it was your podcast and it's one that I listened to a few times but um. Yeah, man. I just I I ate them up. They were absolutely fantastic. So yeah, it's much appreciated for sure.
2: Oh, if the viewers could see, they they know I'm blushing. Of course, I've been <laughs> drinking, so maybe that's it too. But, <laughs> but I should. I you know. I, I you're making me you're making me nostalgic. I wanna I wanna bring it back. I don't. Know, maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll do some anniversary episodes or something. I'll I'll, I'll talk myself into. Into firing up the the microphones again, but well,
0: you you would you would guarantee to have one listener, so you can count on me at least. <laughs> I can't guarantee anything <laughs> outside of that, but
1: I would be pretty psyched. <laughs> uh, well, before we get out of here, Zach, we've started a new tradition okay. since the last time we're on, where uh, we I don't know if you know the uh the anti work movement that's been uh the, building up. So we we like to close out every uh every episode. Uh, with a little uh kind of anti work story of just terrible bosses, have you ever had just an absolute horrendous boss or company that you worked for, and the cherry on top is if you somehow got revenge but if you just have a terrible boss story, that works too
2: <laughs> so i i i I've worked for actually, since I graduated from college, I've worked for the same company. I'm a company man. Not that, that has any value.
0: Anymore or- Podcast <laughs> over. Uh, Click.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, but I have had some terrible bosses um, and I, I won't use their names because, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's impolite, but I will, I will reference them. Um, probably the boss that I, that I actually I've had several I didn't like. And the one that I probably liked the least was, um, uh, I, I called him coach because he, he presented himself as though he was like a football coach or a, a basketball coach. He, you know, all he used was this like corporate jargon. And I swear if he had just shown up in a track suit or something, it, I wouldn't have batted an eye because that, that's all he did. All he did was was talk this nonsense, uh, like, like phrase, like I said, corporate jargon, these phrases that, 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 that like honestly don't really make any sense. He would say, you know, Zach, you're really, uh, you're really, uh, stirring things up. You gotta, you gotta stop cross pollinating and stay in your swim lane. And I was like, what in the hell are you talking
0: about? <laughs> he's like, he's mixing up his sports references there. His metaphors are getting all intertwined. It's yeah. not good.
2: <laughs> I, 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 one day he called me into his office cause there, there was some review. You know, I, I, I didn't mention this earlier. I work for NASA. So like we had some big review coming up for something with the, the SLS uh, program and, um, And he calls me and this other guy into his office as like a a prompt before this big meeting. And he says, now Zach and, and -and so-and-so you guys, uh, you're very passionate workers. And I was like, I was like, coach, I didn't say coach, but you know, in my (laughs) mind, I was like, coach, do you mean, do you mean I get really heated and cuss a lot at the customer? And he's like, yes, that's exactly what I mean. And you can't be doing that. They don't appreciate it. And I was like, but they're idiots and they're wrong and he said you see that's the problem right there you see you're you're, you're causing too many problems and I was like man coach i don't i don't uh i got to get i got to get out of this so i i i got into a different program i don't work he doesn't even work there anymore he found some other bigger better job or something i guess if you wear if you wear your your tracksuit long enough and yeah. and uh and, and only slot, only slot your morals, d- do no real work just talk about um Talk about your accomplishments, whatever they, whatever make believe land they exist in. You can, uh, you you too can move on to bigger and better corporate jargon, but I am a lowly (laughs) underling who likes to get things done. So, so I, (laughs) I submit to all of you listeners that you too should. Work hard and and get get the hell out of a situation where your where your boss sucks. If it means quitting work entirely or just finding a different job, do it.
1: I'm a firm believer that uh, everyone should legally be allowed to fight a customer consequence-free, like once a month. Like once a month, you're like, all right. You drew by short straw this way this this month, Jimbo we're rumbling, let's go, <laughs>
2: especially if you're like in customer service or some sort of yeah. like retail job, yeah, it might fast be food be, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah the the kind of nonsense they put up with yeah my my wife uh she worked at uh claire's the like uh the, cheap jewelry like outlet in the mall and 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 she said that people were really awful there too just like just you know you couldn't believe people would want to return plastic earrings but in that kind of crap <laughs> like you paid a dollar for it move on with your life yeah like,
1: yep. I mean, it's it's only it's only March second but i just had a drop kickback hair and i used my i used my one for the month <laughs> <laughs>
2: Working from home has saved a lot of people's necks, I'll tell you what. <laughs> you
1: know, yeah, my I can't physically get a hold of
2: them anymore. <laughs>
1: oh man. Yeah. I, my my girlfriend still has to go into work in person and she tells me stories. I'm just like, so did you drop kick home? And she's like, no, we're not allowed to do that. <laughs> like, still not
2: company policy, huh?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Working from home is really the only reason why I don't have assault and battery charges levied <sighs> against me.
2: <laughs> I'll tell you what, working from home has its perks though. Like has some perks, like you said, you don't, you don't, you don't get a, a, a criminal record. And, um, and, and it's the moment you quit, you can, it's like beer 30. You can instantly start heck, sometimes, you know, if you're, if you're really sneaky, you can probably pull it off before, before the, the bell or the whistle blows. But, but, um, it comes with some downsides too, right? Like when you do have aggravation, who do you take it out on? Like your dog? Like, I mean, there's no one, there's no one to not yell puppy. at. No, not the puppy. I
1: know. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Yeah. But I, I'll, I'll still take work from home. It, uh, it's probably good for me to, you know, not get into fistfights with, uh, with clients. <laughs> probably. <That's true. laughs> it's, it's
0: probably a good thing.
1: It's for the best. It's for the best. <laughs>
2: Feel like I feel like we're 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 excluding Pat. He told me earlier how he has to still go in. He has to go into his job. And we get
0: to just, like, <laughs> I I, I love it though. Like yeah, uh, but
1: th- Pat's coworkers are like two by fours and sheet the drywall. He doesn't have to deal. <laughs> with Jerry, I'm like an now.
0: electrician. I don't mess with drywall or two <laughs> by fours. <laughs> Exclusively, not part <laughs> of what I do. Uh,
1: Pretty yeah, sure nobody. electricity is magic pat. Yeah. Come on. That's
0: what I like people to think. So I get to charge them lots and lots of money for what I do.
2: I work for NASA and don't understand it. I don't know you're, you're making it up.
0: <laughs> oh man. Um all right. Well, uh Jerry, do we want to get into scoops and poops before we wrap it up here? Yeah, scoops. Uh, Jerry, um, so Zach, uh every every week we do uh scoops. It basically just it's a way for us to shout out people in the community or it doesn't have to be magic related just something we want to highlight something good in the in the world uh, or something good in the magic community whatever we want to call it um you know and uh and just yeah just give them props uh jerry who do you want who do you want to scoop into top eight this week
1: uh, i'm gonna get real controversial and political pat i'm scooping in uh just everyone in ukraine Hope be guys are staying safe wait even the Russians. Even the Russians, Jerry. Well, okay. Do you not, not, do you... Sorry, all, right. all the Ukrainians. I just
0: yeah. want to clear this up, Jerry. I want to make sure we're on the oh. same side here. Yeah.
1: All the new visitors to new Ukraine. <laughs> all, the new, all the new tourists. Uh. Oh, nope. Nope. Okay. Thank you for correcting me. All the Ukrainians in Ukraine and Ukrainian allied individuals. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna scoop them in. I like it. Uh, not that my scoop, scoop means jack shit to you guys, but just we're we're with you. <laughs> yeah,
0: I like it. You got at least um, one
1: podcast on your side for sure. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs>
0: uh, how about how about you, Zachary? Who do you want to scoop in the top eight this week?
2: So th- I don't mean to be a downer, uh, and after Jerry's uh, scoop, uh, maybe this this seems less significant. But um, my my grandmother passed away today, um, and I know I I, I powered. Th- I, I'm not. I'm not looking for credit or anything. I'm. I, I wanted to do this podcast. I didn't mean no, to start dude. this way. <laughs> she passed away this afternoon, and I would like to scoop her into the top eight. Definitely. She was a great woman. I'm gonna miss her. I'm.
0: I'm. I'm. I'm very sorry to hear that, Zach. I mean, it's a. It's a wonderful thing when there's people that ca- you've done something good in your life. When there's people that care about you that much. You know, obviously you've. You're. You've been a. A force for good in the world. So that's. That's awesome, man. And I, honestly, I can't. I can't add anything after that that you know that has nearly that kind of depth i think it's absolutely wonderful that's probably the greatest one we've had on the show to be quite honest so yep. um I, I love it i love it zach and, and and i wish i wish you and your family the best man that's 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 tough man that's Definitely. really tough thank you of course awesome. um yeah um so what's well here? oops <laughs> <laughs> no, no we're gonna, we'll, we'll we'll keep it on yeah we'll keep it on uh, i i will say russian warship. go fuck yourself I like that. I think that's going to be my next tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> that's good poop. That's good
1: poop. Awesome. <laughs>
0: um well well Z- Zachary um, again, thank you so much for coming on man. I you know, people are always going through personal stuff man and I had no idea that you were that you were going through a struggle like that and and obviously really appreciate you coming on and and um and yeah man, I listen I I wish you the best and and uh if you ever want to come on again, you know, to talk about the the Legacy League or whatever, we we will always be very happy to have you on man. You're, you're you're a friend of ours, for sure.
1: Yeah, make it uh, make it shorter than uh, the four years since the, <laughs> yeah. uh, the last episode. We'll, uh, we'll we'll increase that frequency. <laughs> I would be
2: honored to be to come back. I have had a lot of fun. It's been a while since I've done this, and it's reminding me how much I liked talking to people about magic not just not just over a beer, but well, there's also a beer, but but also just <laughs> just just in general, it's so great. And uh, and yeah, I, I, to all the to all the listeners, I didn't mean to end this on a downer that lady that lady
0: my grandma she left she left a legacy
2: there
1: sign <laughs> off on oh side. i love that ah. there you go
2: i love that well listen
0: <laughs> we're, not gonna, we're not we're not going to top that guys Zach, thanks again for coming on man we really appreciate it and uh, we'll catch you all next week